Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. For want of a better word, again, it seems to be something like a campaign of terror. A lot of independent dealers started operating. They saw a gap in the market because of pressure from Gardaí on many criminals that were involved in a fingerless feud. But there now seems to be a clampdown. These dealers are being effectively forced to, in some cases, to buy their drugs from what we call the monkey gang. I'm Nicola Tallent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. A brutal assault on a young teenager by a violent drugs mob known as the Monkey Gang. A land grab by the group in the feud-ridden Dublin area of Finglas, where their strength and power is growing through intimidation and cost-cutting. Today, I'm talking with Irish independent crime correspondent Ken Foy about a violent mob who are fast becoming public enemy number one and the shocking assault that will serve as a warning to anyone who would consider crossing them. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So Ken, the Monkey Gang, firstly, who are they? And I suppose remind us why they're called the Monkey Gang. Well, this is a gang that's been operating in Dublin for about two decades now. They're mm. actually a subsection of a wider um, national criminal gang. It's a lot of a lot of people in it would be actually related. It's, there's a family structure to mm. it. The Monkey Gang um, that is referred to is their main stronghold is the Fingless area of the north side of Dublin. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be just exclusive to there. They'd have tentacles mm. elsewhere. And they earned their nickname after there was a massive guard raid back in 2019 in which um, a load of ammunition and cash firearms as well were seized. But I suppose what was the headline issue was that um, a monkey that was being illegally um, kept by some gang members uh, was discovered by Gardy in a cage. As a pet? Yes, yes. So. Right. Um, this, this is one of these exotic animals that they, can, they were proving, in a way, that they can import anything, weren't they? Well, so it seems. Yeah. Um, the, the monkey was was seized from, from them. I, I actually don't know whatever happened to mm. the monkey in the end, but um, they were not meant to have it. Yeah. Do you know, like, when I think back 
obviously we have to be careful when we're talking about the individuals and who who this gang are because um that's just the way the laws are structured here in this country but we've both been kind of you know writing about them for a long long time um there's a number of reasons why they haven't been able to be dismantled so quickly it's you know they're they're a very tight knit organization yeah it's 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 i think it's common case nicola and you've seen it yourself especially when it comes to uh family structures and gangs mm. it, it makes them uh tighter units they, it's very it's harder for gardi to penetrate them now that's not to say that gardi and international law enforcement agencies as well have had some success against this particular organization mm. but uh what seems to be happening now and maybe why it's relevant to what we're talking about today is this, they seem to be making a, a kind of a, a big push, for want of a better word, in relation to uh, taking control of what would be a very lucrative mm. uh, uh, drugs market around the Finglas, um, into Ballymun, down even into Kulak, that kind of area. So um, what seems to be happening is they're, they're, for want of a better word again, it seems to be something like a campaign of terror. Um, a lot of independent dealers started operating. They saw a gap in the market be- because of pressure from Gardaí on many criminals that were involved in the Fingless feud. But there now seems to be a clampdown. Um, these, these dealers are being effectively forced to, in some cases, to buy their drugs uh, from what we call the monkey gang. Mm. Um, so they have always been there, I suppose, over the past... 10 or so years, um, Finglas became a kind of a stronghold of the Kinahan organization with a structure which maybe involved Ross Browning at the very top, Trevor Byrne just underneath them, and then what we call the Gucci gang underneath Byrne. And Trevor Byrne being a prolific criminal who um, he, he's, he's, um, he's a hitman for hire, basically, and he's in jail serving... Um, a sentence for for serious organized crime uh, related activity but he was kind of the mentor nearly for this younger flashy mob the Gucci gang as they're called and they were nearly blooded from a young age yes under and, that Kinahan structure yes and the, the particular the monkey gang as well would have um has had strong links to the Kinahan cartel I suppose, like most, uh, most, As they were buying their product off them. Yes, and yeah. it, it can be seen. Actually, there was a, a major cash seizure down in rural County Wexford in 2018, where um, almost a million euro was discovered. I, I think it was in onion bags, actually. Um, and a senior member of the Monkey Gang, a guy called Bernard Joyce, mm. was arrested and later uh, served a four-year jail sentence for money laundering in relation to that cash cash seizure. Yeah. But Gardaí, initially, the, the investigation was part of an investigation into wider Kinahan cartel. So that in itself shows that there, mm. there is those links as well between this particular Fingless gang and um, the wider cartel. And what we know in recent times is they have kind of hooked up with a Moldovan Spanish outfit who operate and sell like structures around the UK and Ireland and various places who are a target of Europol in their native Spain um, and who sort of have um, gone into business with the monkey gang um, using the equestrian 
industry as such, uh, the movement of horses as cover for transporting drugs in cash out. So it's complex, isn't it? Because I suppose there was a one point that the Kinahan overall structure was supplying everybody. You know, people on news desks used to get sick of us saying they were linked to the Kinahan organisation. But everybody, everybody was and they had such a stronghold here in the supply chain. So everybody was buying off. And so it's not surprising that the monkey gang as such were buying off the, the Kinahans at one point. Uh, but they always had ambitions, you could say, individual from the Kinahan organisation. They were never actually part of the structure, which I suppose Trevor Byrne and following on down the flashy mob, the Gucci gang were. Yes, um, they've, they've always kind of done their own thing and mm. they have their own international contacts as well. Two of the most senior members of the gang, they're actually not based in Dublin anymore, spent a number of months in custody in the Netherlands. I think it was back in 2018. They were caught for €200,000. Eventually they were re- mm. released. But they, that shows they were of big interest um, to Dutch police and authorities. And I think actually the, D, the American DEA were involved in in that seizure for, from memory. So apart from the, the whole drugs aspect um, to their criminality, they've, they've also for many, many years been uh, heavily involved in um, the stolen car business mm. um, in terms of actually uh, exporting car, stolen car parts out of Ireland to places like Africa. And that's been going on I think I would have first written about that maybe 12 or 13 years ago. Mm. But it's, so it's a, it's a highly lucrative part of their business, which w- would equate to um, the whole, you know, would be very similar to the whole drug dealing side of, mm. of their operation as They're well. They're becoming very sophisticated, really, and as time goes on, aren't they? And of course, we're, 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 the reason we're talking about them is this horrendous incident that you were writing about the other day um, in the Irish Independent and uh, on SundayWorld.com. Um, this goes back to, I suppose, the kids that are being drawn into these gangs by older criminals who don't want to get their hands dirty, who don't want to get the dirty work, but who want as a, a sort of a, a group to be feared in the communities. Yeah, and it's, it's a particular problem in the north side of Dublin, um, probably all over the capital, but particularly in the north side. And what you're seeing in Finglas, and it's not just the organisation we're talking about today, uh, there's various other local criminal groupings are having kids sometimes as young as 13 or 14 doing their um, doing their, their running around or dirty work for them. So in, in the instance of um, the story that we covered this week, uh, there was a teenage juvenile guy that was working for them and um, he, he taught nothing as well. He was involved in violence himself, uh, a number of violent incidents incidences and um, he was uh, kind of working as a bit of an enforcer for them yes and you know he's still a good bit away from 18 but it it transpired that he was to use the parlance he was dipping in, into the stock and apparently um, a number of t- not a huge amount of um, money but certainly something around the figure of five or six thousand euro worth of drugs went missing he got blamed for it and he was brutally assaulted and I suppose it's nothing new for um, criminals to uh, video these assaults as a message you know to send Mm. fear in the community and so on like this but the nature of the the particular assault that this young fella endured um, people 
that had been told about it and had seen the video said it was um, one of the most shocking um, assaults they'd ever seen in their lives. Obviously, the when they these gangs dole out a beating or an assault, they video it in order to, it's kind of a warning, isn't it, to anybody else who should consider uh, dipping into the funds or crossing them in any way. Is it the nature of this assault being so horrific by anybody who's seen it? And uh, obviously there's been no complaint made in relation to it, which is always the way or often the way with gangland crime. Um, but they basically, are they upping their ante because they're they're seeing a kind of an, a, a, a kind of a land grab for that market because the flashy gang, the Gucci gang have become so chaotic. Yes, th- that seems to be uh, what is happening there. Mm. And like I was saying there earlier, uh, in within the chaos, what became known as locally, I suppose, as independent operators were dealing their bits of cocaine or their bits of weed and stuff like that. But there seems to be a clampdown in relation to those individuals being able to do that anymore unless they're buying a product from this particular gang who, and I've seen basically on, so there, uh, nowadays a lot of drug dealing is taking place on social media, Snapchat and mm. the likes. And there's a particular screen grab. Well, one thing it does show is that um, their services, it, there's a mobile, a 085 uh, mobile number and it's pointed out on it that it's a 24-hour service. But they're offering um, cannabis herb for prices um, that that are far below, you know, the market price. Mm. Three or four gram, or sorry, four or five grams of fairly heightened, highly potent weed for fifty euros. A gram of cocaine for fifty euros as well. So what this does show, or what's been said about this, is if if they can sell this product at those kind of very low prices, is that they obviously have a, a huge amount of product to um, to sell. A few things there. I mean, firstly, it is very reminiscent of what happened at the Westies in Blanchardstown. That sort of, you know, they saw that they wanted the market to themselves. They used intimidation and very violent acts that people would talk about because they almost crossed a line in the sand in an already violent world. But the second thing, and maybe we'll stick with this for the moment, is this sounds like supermarket price wars. Yes. I mean... They cut the they cut the price, right? So everybody else is going to have to follow suit. The customer is getting cheap drugs. Um, they're getting more bang for their buck as such. And uh, it doesn't stop until somebody in, you know, in the organizations wins. Yes, well, I, I, this is it. They're putting down their mark. Um, mm. And they're pro- probably, if they're undercutting other yeah. drug dealers as well with these prices. Um, and in in a particular, say in a localized situation, uh, in terms of running the the aspect I I just mentioned there to you about the the social media and and that street level, if you mm. like dealing, a lot of that's been actually carried out by a trusted female. Um, again, I, I believe a teenager or early twenties that's connected with the gang. She she takes her orders off um, two brothers um, who who are related to her and. That's the way they seem to be operating on a on a street level, but it it seems to be as a business model. Um, all the indications are is that they're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And what are the implications? You know, as that comes down the line, obviously cheaper drugs, people are going to buy more. Well, I I would imagine you know so. I mean? Nicola, it's yeah. like yeah, you know, in the supermarkets, you might kind of be able to afford to throw more into the trolley. And I suppose the supermarket price wars were really 
back in the 80s when things were tight. But, uh, you know, they still happen now. You see Tesco and that rivaling Aldi prices or little prices. But it is actually the same thing. It's just in a different world, slightly on a different uh, uh, level and obviously a lawless world. But on the ground are, you know, are the guards seeing with this sort of highly potent cannabis in particular, are they seeing that affecting, you know, the communities and the younger people who are taking it? Well, yeah, I think it's a common case. The more potent that the cannabis is, the mm. more risk that uh, smoking it is going to have, especially on a young person's mental health. Mm. So some of this uh, product that they are selling, without going into the, the names of it, I suppose, here, yeah. is... We, I actually Google it and it's uh, very, very, it's it's very strong strains of right. it. And yet, despite it being, if you like, kind of high grade, high potency, yet it's it's been sold at, for, it doesn't, what it's been sold for doesn't reflect the strength that it, it has. So, um, yeah, it, obviously that's a, a bigger concern um, and clearly a lot of their customers would be younger people. Yeah, and I mean, for the, for the chap at the centre of this, the guy who was, um, attacked by them as a warning to others, um, you know, that money may or may not have gone missing. It, it, there's never any <laughs> books kept or anything like no, that. There's a, there was no, there was no jury to, um, this is it. to uh, decide his guilt or innocence. But um, for all I know, he might he might have admitted to to what he did. But uh, it was it's certainly kind of a marker to put the, the level of violence that was used against him to show that. This is a gang that should be feared. As, as we said, like it's nothing new for assaults and stuff like that to be video and stuff like that. I think it's, it's the nature of the, the particular viciousness of this particular assault. They're very disturbing, it, though, those yes, videos, aren't they? Very. Were you watching the guards on Virgin Media? Yes. It was, they were actually, you know, I mean, I know that the filming goes back to 2019, but obviously the, the Gucci gang, the, the flashy mob, whatever we'd call them, are going to be at the centre of a lot of the activity around that area. Um, and they were showing, the, you know, they were showing a part of the, the the series there where the guards were looking at one of these videos that was put out about a young guy. His face was blurred, obviously, for, for television, for national television. But that video went around and, you know, it showed him terrified. Yes. Um, I mean, they're it, horrible. They're, they really are. And it, it, unfortunately, it's common and it's a countrywide uh, mm. problem here. It's really it's it's down to drug related intimidation. Now it's it, with the guards, the TV program. It's it's the same officers um, in the K district of yeah. um, the K district of Dublin that are patrolling Finglas as well. So it's it's a daily occurrence that they're having to deal with these drug gangs and mm. drug related intimidation, which is. A growing problem nationwide. And I mean, obviously, you know, being the subject of these videos that's going around, you don't know how many people are watching it. I mean, you're, you know what I mean? It is obviously going to have an effect on some kids' mental health at the same time. Um, it seemed to be something that really took a hold in, in Drogheda. I mean, we saw an awful lot of videos coming out at a particular time during yes. that feud. And ultimately, um, with the Keen Mulready Woods murder, Again, he was accused by one side of having dipped into the funds or having been, you know, having a foot in each camp or whatever. He was a young guy who was being used as an enforcer by the gangs. He was only 17 when he was very brutally murdered by Robbie Lawler, dismembered and um, parts of his body left in, in different parts of the, the, you know, of the city. We never thought we'd see anything like that again. Um, 
these kids are going in sometimes, you know, wide-eyed to it. They're not innocent. They don't realize that this isn't something that could happen to them. Um, it seems to be the lure of the trappings of the wealth. Yes. It's just... Yeah, it is a massive problem. And what we've seen as well, Nicola, in even we're talking about feuds, the feud, Kulak feud, um, most of the feuds that we've been covering the last few years, a lot of the hatred and incidents have been driven by videos that have been put up on social media. Yeah, that's true. Even you mentioned Robbie Lawler there, mm. who obviously is the chief suspect for murdering that, that young child. Um the situation got aggravated um, in that feud after he's released from jail when a video of um, him and his flip-flops being stolen uh, was was posted. So mm. it's um, it's the, the use of videos is, is certainly has inflamed um, a lot of the violence that we see on the streets. Mm-hmm. And what's happening with the, the with the, the Gucci gang, the, the the flashy mob at the moment? I mean, they're, they are kind of, are they able to, you know, are they able to be visible in their own area? Or are they living outside it? Living outside it now right. um, in, in terms of um, the flashy gang, the, the most recent um, information was they're actually, the criminal week nickname is the flashy for legal reasons. And one of his closest associates are actually living in the Dublin 4 area. <laughs> um, they've been holding kind of a, business meetings in a well-known um, burger joint um, in the Grafton Street area. They're regularly spotted there by Gardaí and searched and so on. And the suspicion is that they've been, they've kind of moved out of their the drug dealing scene um, in their local area, which has enabled the likes of the Monkey Gang to move in. But the suspicion is that the Flashy Gang in particular have been su- supplying street level dealers along people that might be um, involved in drug use along the boardwalk, along the quays. Um, and that apparently has led to tensions among those street street dealers in, in the city centre in relation to, to this organisation moving in. The criminal we'd call Mr. Flashy, it hasn't probably stood in a street corner and dealt drugs for a long time and he's still only 28. Yes. I always find it like amazing he's, that he's—he's he's certainly not now at the moment either. There's, yeah. there's obviously there, there is people to do do it for him, but yeah. it, he, despite him living maybe in the leafy suburbs, um, his life is under constant threat. Mm. He can't go back. We, that's not to say he, do, he, he doesn't go back on occasion, but he can't live where he's from, and um, he has—he's he's fallen out with with rivals who were once friends of his, and it's one of those really caustic situations that they all know where one another lives and what they yes. do and who they're related to and all the rest of it. Um, like at what point, he's only 28, did he go up that level to become a manager or a wholesaler, shall we say, as opposed to a dealer? I suppose it, it was, it's just maybe a bit of luck, really. He's someone that's always kind of fallen out with everybody. But yeah. um, you mentioned earlier Trevor Byrne, mm. and uh, who's serving lengthy uh, sentences for firearms offences and various other offences, um, who had to be, he he had to spend time abroad and so on like that. So it did it kind of it meant. Um, Your man got promoted exactly. Basically it's it's for, for his yeah. time. Yes. Without the sense. Um, so there's obviously 
you know, the 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 monkey gang are one of the top targets of the Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau in the yes. country and have been for quite some time. And if they have had some uh, success, I guess. Yeah. There was, um, there was a number of raids uh, last year. I think there was a significant am- amount of cash and stuff like that was... Um, was taken and there was a number of arrests. So, and again, they, they were a, a kind of a lower level than the, some of the crew that we've been talking about today. There was a number of juveniles arrested. But in relation to the higher levels of the gang, um, some who aren't living in Dublin, Criminal Assets Bureau, I think it was 2019, conducted raids and 1.5 mm-hmm. million euro in cash was seized. So we had mentioned as well about um, Bernard, um, Bernard Joyce, who who received the jail sentence after being called Gan Joyce, yeah, that's correct, mm. yeah. So um, is he the number two in the operation? Yes. Mm. Um, and what what's the structure like? How many? Are, I mean, you're talking different levels, so the top tier where he would be, how many would be there? Well, at that level, I I think you're pro- you're you've probably around half a dozen, mm. um, and they'd be older people mm. um, within the. The monkey gang, the fingless element of it, it's really two brothers that are, are the main people. But underneath them, you could have 20 to 25 people, you know, of different ages. Right. But mostly kind of young teenagers. Yeah. Who even if they're caught with stuff. Exactly. And it, it seems to be a common tactic now, but even the more veteran criminals that we might have been writing about in fingless 15 or 20 years ago, you don't really hear their names anymore. Yeah. But um, that doesn't mean that they're not still active. But what's happening is um, a lot of the running around, the people that are moving the drugs and so on are, as we say, we can be as young as 14. Mm. And they're li- likely, if they are caught, they're facing the prospect of being de- dealt with under a JLO uh, by the Gardaí rather than facing serious um, criminal charges. Yeah, it's very concerning. Well, Ken Foy, thank you very much. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.